I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we are back. This is the WFRY Brownscast. I'm your host, Joe Gilbert. I'm with Taylor Jesuit. Um, and we're uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, um, and we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Um, for first-time depositors, enter in the code WFMY at uh, checkout, and Underdog will match up your deposit up to $100. Uh, it's a great platform if you're tired of the DFS salary system. Uh, there's tons of different game types and drafts every night of the week for every sport. Uh, don't forget to use WFMY at checkout to get your first-time deposit matched up to $100. That is Underdog Fantasy, our uh, sponsor for today. Um, Taylor, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm pretty good. My, my voice might come across kind of shot today. I've been dealing with some sickness. But other than that, I should be fine. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, let's uh, before we kind of head into this week, uh, a lot of to happen in this week, uh, let's kind of go back to kind of – I would say the kind of biggest win of the season, in my opinion. But um, what's your uh, – any kind of thoughts, uh, final thoughts? Uh, I know our podcast kind of ended abruptly last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or on Sunday. So uh, any final thoughts you had about uh, last week's uh, victory – or actually the Sunday, last Sunday's uh, victory? I don't know. Just the more the more we've kind of let it, let it simmer and let it kind of bleed in um, – just letting how, how cool it was to have let Jacoby have that moment. Yeah. Let him see, like see him get that moment. The videos of him celebrating when they scored, yeah. like um, it was, he, he deserved to win more than he lost. Mm-hmm. And the, the unfortunate part is he was four and seven when he could have been six and five as a starting quarterback this year. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, other things got in the way, but it certainly wasn't him. Mm. So I'm glad that he got to go off at a win. I'm glad that he got to go off on a win at home where the fans could show appreciation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it felt like, and we said this a lot on Sunday, it felt like a, um, it certainly felt like a win that could shift the, the vibes in the locker room, in the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it just seems um, a more up de- upbeat uh, kind of locker room this week. Um, yeah. I think there's a couple of reasons for that, but uh, one of them is definitely that win and kind of, it, it just showed, it's, it sh- we talked about, I talked about it and we talked about it on Sunday. It just showed something that the team hasn't showed all year. It's just that kind of fight, that heart, that, never never give in to the adversity um because they they could have they could have just laid down multiple times during that game um but they didn't uh defense played well special teams played well overall and the offense did just enough at the end to kind of win it for them it was it was just a nice team win and as you said it was it was nice to kind of get get jacoby that his final win as starter um 
with the Browns. And uh, I don't know if any, if everybody has seen the uh, the um, the mic'd up uh, video of uh, Jacoby, but it, it just seems like he's just he's just beloved in that locker room. So it was it was great to see him kind of get that W. I also learned that Jacoby Brissett really likes the uh, the phrase "f yeah." that is yes if you listen to that yeah that that is used a lot (laughs) i think that's about 70 percent of what he says (laughs) (laughs) that was funny too yeah but it was it was it was neat to see um and uh with that it's kind of it's kind of now the passing of the torch to um what the cleveland browns hope to be their franchise quarter quarterback um Deshaun Watson he returns this week off of the 11 game suspension uh due to the uh sexual assault uh, allegations um so he is returning after playing about two not playing about two years of uh no regular season football so (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see how he plays um First of all, what do you what do you what's your thoughts on just how you think he'll he will kind of play in regards to how he usually plays? Do you think he'll be a little rusty? How, what do you think? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I think I think it'd be naive to say he's going to come out and look like he did in twenty twenty uh, right. when he threw for forty five hundred yards or whatever it was mm-hmm. um, right out right out of the gate. I mean, if there's any team that he can come out and dominate and get his feet back under him, it's <laughs> a Texans team that doesn't look like they want to play football right now. They just kind of want to lose and get to the draft. Yeah. Um, It's they have, they have the pieces around him where, where, where the Texans had great receivers at the time. They, I don't think they had a full complimentary offense at that point. Uh, I think they had to throw the ball to move the ball. I don't think they could really run the ball back then. Uh, granted, I haven't been really looking at how the 2020 Texans did. I know they were four and twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know he he should be able to come in and at least. I mean, as long as he's good as Jacoby Brissett, I don't think there's going to be a problem. Uh, obviously, you want him to be better than Jacoby Brissett, but he hasn't played football in so long that like that should be your baseline. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if he comes out and throws a pick on his first first possession this week, oh god, people are gonna Brown's Twitter is gonna go into all time meltdown mode. But, oh god, um, I think I think NFL Twitter will just explode. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. the the number of people rooting against the Browns is going to be at an all time high this week. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's ever been as many people rooting against the Browns as there will be this week. Exactly. And yeah. for the rest of uh, rest of the season, um, yeah. when when they play the Bengals in a couple of weeks, that's going to be toxic on Twitter. Mm. Uh, it's going to be toxic in the state of Ohio. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in the state of Ohio for that one. It's just going to be rough. <laughs> yeah. um, and they'll play the Ravens the week after. Also going to be toxic on Twitter. Mm. Maybe yeah. maybe the maybe the lesson here is to stay off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, I think, I think they should, I mean, I think he should come out and look like at least 75% of himself. It, I think it'd be unfair to come out and expect him to be 
the best quarterback in the league after not playing for what is it? Uh, he missed 17 games, 28 straight games. Yeah. Yeah. So like, let's see. Let me look him up here. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on on all of that. Um, I think, yeah, the definitely the baseline will be Jacoby Brissett. Um, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, just don't go out there and lose the game. Right. It would be astronomically hard to go out and lose the game against the Texans. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that, means, that, means, that, means that you're being said, with, that yeah. being said, the Browns have found ways to lose harder, harder games. Yeah. Uh, where it was even more impossible to lose. So, like yeah. that, like that Jets game a couple of years ago, even though they, though they had no receivers. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It's. The recipe is all there. Um, I, I saw some interesting stuff from uh, Jake Burns on Twitter this week where he was – where they definitely have been installing plays in the playbook that yeah, look I like they're made too. for Deshaun, and they're just kind of waiting. Mm-hmm. They're giving defenses a look of one thing, and then Deshaun will change it. Uh, it it's going to be – I, I don't even – hopefully they're able to get out to a big enough lead in this game that they don't have to show off a whole bunch of what they have because a Bengals defense that already struggles stopping the Browns for whatever reason. <laughs> right. I don't – like it, the, the, the less amount of film you can give them, the better. Mm. I mean, they're probably already watching 2020 Texans film. So – yeah, that, that that's very true. Um, so I just looked at it. so January third, twenty twenty one was his last uh, regular season game. Uh, so we're just <laughs> we're gonna be about let's see what's Sunday. That's, It'll be twenty three uh, months. Fourth, yeah. It'll, It'll be, be twenty three months. months. Yeah, almost to the day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's gonna be it's gonna be. I, I definitely agree. He's definitely his baseline has to be kind of J- Jacoby Brissett. Um, but I also think that even if he's like, if he plays at the level of Jacoby Brissett, his threat is going to be more than what Brissett wished he could be, uh, which yeah. opens up the rest of the offense. I think it just his presence will probably will will definitely open up the uh, the kind of the offense a little bit more. The run game I think will be even better because you now have a guy who can be a dual threat. Um, you can't. Like I think, uh, I, as you were saying, Jake Burns showed showed a play last week. I think it was where it was a um, it was a wide, it, was, it was wide zone to the left. Yeah, and <clears throat> it, it was an option, and yeah, uh, Brissett handed it off, and the whole uh, whole defense went left, and the right side was just wide open for for the quarterback to keep it and kind of go to the right. So yeah, it just shows kind of. They wouldn't. I I would imagine the defense wouldn't be wouldn't do that if uh, if Watson was back there. So it just uh, it kind of his his threat. If he if he would if he just plays like Jacoby Brissett did, and adding on to his just his presence on the field, I think that's an improvement even over Jacoby. Even if he doesn't play up to his standards. Um, yeah. So that's a. Uh, 
I think that's the kind of a thing to kind of watch too. Um, but how do you, so we, we, as you were saying, um, the team has been installing things, uh, over the, uh, past couple weeks. What do you, what do you think? Do you think we'll see a kind of a big change in play calling and, and how they kind of, uh, go about with pass calls and run calls and all that? I think I think the the main thing you're going to see is a lot more runs out of shotgun. Yeah. Um because I that's just kind of where that offense works better with with a quarterback that can move and has the accuracy out on the edges like Deshaun Watson has. Mm-hmm. Um I think you're going to see more RPO than you ever did. Yeah. Um Baker Baker did it. He did it pretty well at times especially at the end of 2020, but that I think more than anything, the RPO is what's going to keep boxes from being eight, nine guys. Yeah. Because you can't commit that much to the run and then just have Deshaun, the Sean, Amari Cooper running a slant against one dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause he'll just toast him. Yeah. Like he does almost every week to people. Yeah. Um, we saw it last week. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like you're going to see facets of the offense that they haven't been able to do. Um, I doubt we're going to see a whole lot of designed quarterback run. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson is athletic. He's not a runner like that. Um, he, he can move. He's not, he's not Josh Allen. Right. You don't want him. You don't want him taking pounding. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, I, I agree no. with that. No, um, and we still don't know where the health of the offensive line is. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it's I, I have a few, it's going to be the offense that we've seen cranked up a couple notches. I think mm-hmm. I think you're gonna you're gonna see a lot. You, like I could foresee a lot more, like no no huddle kind of stuff. Just keeping defensive personnel gassed yeah because gassed personnel does not do good against the op the option when it comes down to it so yeah, yeah. i don't um, i don't I, I guess we'll get a better indication of what that is i, I doubt i doubt they're going to use their best stuff this week mm-hmm. you want to keep that for cincinnati yeah um, because that's a game you need obviously you need this game but and I noticed in your rundown you put Texans strengths. <laughs> they don't really have any. <laughs> they don't really have any. Their 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 running back is pretty good, and that that could hurt the Browns. But yeah, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> they don't have very many. So, uh, um, like the hope is you don't need a whole lot of bells mm-hmm. and whistles to beat this team, right? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think they're they're not going to open up the full playbook, um, but I do think we'll we will see more verticality in this offense um, because now we have Watson who has a really good arm um, and and is not afraid to throw it down downfield. Uh, we'll see more more deep shots. I think more kind of vertical play uh, down the field. We haven't seen like and Joku and Joku is such a freak athlete i think we haven't really truly saw seen his like true 
like dynamic self he can be because he he can really he could be a mismatch down the field down the middle of the field yeah. but uh Brissett Brissett's not that guy that kind of wants to test the he he doesn't want to take the gap shots he doesn't right. want to try to fit things in when when there's other things there uh, like right. the times where he did try to fit things in it worked for the most part mm. um it was but, mostly uh, down the sidelines too like, yeah because down the middle is you got you got you got defenders coming from both sides, so there's <laughs> there's a lot yeah. more bad things could happen down the middle of the field. So that's. I mean, I, I say he doesn't want to throw into tight windows, but I keep thinking about that throw he made in the Dolphins game. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're gonna. I think you're gonna see an offense that maybe is a little bit more wide open and less buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Um, like even even. Baker in the tail end of 2020 had a more wide open offense because he was mm-hmm. feeling it and Stefanski trusted him a little bit. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened there, whether it was truly was the injury or mm-hmm. there was something else going on. Um, and, and, and this is not an argument that they should have kept Baker. I think that ship has long since sailed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I, I, I would even say that they got better play out of Jacoby Brissett than they would have at Baker this year. So, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not a ringing endorsement for Baker. I, I, think. I think Carolina is, can tell us that too. Yeah, no, trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, when when your choice is Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield, and you choose Sam Darnold, that kind of that kind of tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, I, I just I just feel like we're gonna it's gonna be a different offense the more we get into it. I think I think if people come out this weekend and expect it to look like the Cardinals where they're running and gunning yeah. everywhere, no. don't expect that. This hmm. is still this is still a work in progress. Yeah. Um I I could see them I mean it's not even ever gonna be the Chiefs because the Chiefs don't have a threatening running game. Hmm. Um I don't know who to really compare it to. The Browns have the potential to kind of carve their own niche out, yeah, and and be potent on on both sides of the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it just it's a matter of is Deshaun Watson still the quarterback that he was? Have I mean, will the line stay healthy? And going forward, not this the rest of this year, but after this year. What does the offense look like when Nick Chubb is the only running back? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I know, I know, we shouldn't be talking about next year already, but like, I think playoffs, unless they win their next three games, are highly unlikely. Um, if they win their next three games, they're still they're not highly unlikely anymore. They're still unlikely, but but this. The, the way that I'm going to kind of treat this, unless they go on a six-game winning streak to close the season, mm-hmm. the way I'm going to treat this is the – I forget even what year it was. Was it the 2016 or 17 49ers that mm-hmm. they, started, they started their last six or seven games with Garoppolo and they looked like a, a different team? Mm-hmm. And they started winning games at the end of the year and then they went to the Super Bowl the next year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm, 
I'm not going to say the Browns are going to go to the Super Bowl because they obviously have no track record of that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where you're at because if they were six and five right now, you'd be saying if you win four of your last six, right? Yeah, you're probably in the playoffs. But like right now, you got to be perfect <laughs> and, and get help. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I mean, and you can help yourself by beating the Ravens or the and the yeah. Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the sad part is they they could very well go five and one in their division and that be and that be most of their wins. Right, <laughs> that would be yeah. their best division record I think since they came back. I would assume so. I don't. I can't imagine they would have five and one record. <laughs> and, that, and that's not even saying that they're going to beat Cincinnati or Baltimore. But yeah, they've already shown they can beat Cincinnati and they've shown they can beat Baltimore. And now they have a different offense, <laughs> different offense going into it. So right. like the season is still there for them. It's just a matter of, can they pull it off? Can their right. defense stay consistent enough to keep the offense in games? I mean, you're going to, you're not going to, I think <clears throat> one of the things that you're going to, that's going to change about this offense is a seven point lead is a seven point deficit. Isn't going to feel like the end of the world anymore. Right. Um, because I, I think there's going to be so many more ways for them to attack other defenses that it's going it, to, you're not going to have the, the middle of the game bogged down like we've seen. Right. And quicker too. They can score quicker. You would, yeah. you, would you would think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the, that kind of brings me up to actually the uh, kind of how it'll be interesting to see how Stefanski's mindset kind of changes. Um, I felt like he could, he's uh, at least sometimes um, he could have been maybe kind of a little hesitant to kind of push the envelope on decisions uh, to go for it. Or I wonder if he kind of extends his fourth down range. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he, if any of that calculations kind of change. Uh, well, the, the thing knowing, we don't, the thing we don't know. And mm-hmm. what the what we do know is that the meeting between Stefanski and Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. the football only X's and O's meeting that they had in March, right? Obviously, excited Deshaun Watson enough to leave the Browns in the conversation. Yeah. So whatever was said in that meeting, which we won't know until if they win their next six games, I'm sure someone will say, "Hey, what was in that meeting?" Yeah, right, right. It'll come out. Yeah, but. If if whatever he had planned for Deshaun Watson after watching film on him and seeing how he and showing him how he can work in this offense excited Deshaun Watson enough to come here or to go to Cleveland, there was obviously something more that we haven't seen. And I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's not like we could even go back and, and see... There's no there's no precedent for how Stefanski handles this with 
a quarterback of that caliber. Yeah. The most mobile quarterback that his offense is, that offense has ever seen with him as a coach would have been Teddy Bridgewater back in Minnesota. And but even and Bridgewater, well, he's not mobile anymore because his no. knee exploded. Right. But um, he was mobile his rookie year. And, you know, he, he was pretty good. I, I haven't watched, obviously, I haven't gone back to 2015 and watched film, but. Bridgewater was good yeah. and then had his career derailed by a traumatic knee injury. Right. So I think it, it's going to be a side of that offense that we haven't seen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually, you know what? This is probably the best comparison. When, when Kaepernick was hot with the 49ers. Kaepernick yeah. is a better runner than Deshaun Watson, but the threat is still there with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And the 49ers could run the ball at the mm. time. And yeah. they had they had their receivers and like they were they were going up and down the field on people because mm. there was no way to stop them. Like so like obviously am I going to say they're going to go out and run or go for 500 yards against the Texans this weekend? Right. No. Yeah. Uh, but the the potential is there for them to have a completely different dynamic offense. Yeah. And this is why, this is why you go out and make that trade and mortgage so much of your future and mortgage so much of your goodwill. Yeah. 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 You probably actually mortgage more goodwill than you do your future. Right. Um, Cause if you're good, the first round picks don't matter. Right. Um, but you've taken so much goodwill hit and you've taken so much of a PR hit. Um, and you don't have like neutral fans aren't going to root for you anymore. Not that that matters to anyone, but like, it's, it's a different thing on it's, it's just different. It feels different to be a Browns fan and to right. be a member of the Browns that it did in February. Right. You're not that lovable kind of fan base. They're always down on their luck and yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, a, it's no, it's different. And Will that fade with time? I don't know. Ask ask the Steelers fans. Yeah, the only the only people who remember, about a season. <laughs> the only people who remembered that at the end were the rest Brown of the AFC fans. North. Yeah, <laughs> and the only yeah. people that were calling that out by the end were the rest of the AFC North. So, yeah. you know, time. I'm not going to say time heals it, but time makes it fade. Yeah, other controversies, other controversies will make it fade. Uh, I mean, Antonio Brown's still doing things. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and making it fade doesn't mean that my opinion of him is ever going to change. But right. it's you know, I'm a Browns fan, and mm-hmm. like. It's what it is. Like, it's unfortunately that's the decision that we were put in when yeah. when this happened, right? So, like, people who I, I know people who don't watch the Browns anymore because of it, and yep, that you know what? That's fine. I get that's it. Fine, yeah, I get it too. I get it. it. It's not. It's not me. Um, I'm not going to support Deshaun Watson, the person. It's going to be hard to dis- support Deshaun Watson, the football player. But, you know, that, that's the reality of the NFL that it's more about the product. It's more about the means, uh, the ends than the means. Yeah. 
So, yep, yep. That's a good way. To, good way to kind of end the uh, that part of it. Yeah. Um, so moving kind to the Texans, uh, we you you briefly spoke on it. Uh, strengths and weaknesses of them. Um, just based on PFF, uh, they're bottom three, I believe, of both offense and defense. Um, hey, but their special teams is number two. So, well, they punt the ball so much, I would hope so. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, we're we're not going to dive too much into the Texans here because they are pretty bad. I feel uh, like if you if you stop if you stop Damon Pierce or Damian Pierce, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty pretty much a good shot offense. winning, <laughs> right? Yeah, I I think uh, I haven't heard uh, officially, but is Kyle Allen still the starter? Yeah, he's still going to start. Okay, so yeah, Kyle Allen who has been around the block, um, and the receiving core has Brandon Cooks, but you got to throw it. You got to get a complete passes to get it to him. He, he's also <laughs> listed as questionable. I don't know. Right. I don't know how how like questionable that is. Um, yeah, so it looks like I have the um, injuries up here. So it looks like Brandon Cooks was non-related uh, rest. So I'm guessing he'll probably play, but uh, we'll see. I mean, um, yeah, he's that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, did not practice. Um, Stingley, they're. Uh, First round pick um, did not practice, and then Burkhead Rex Burkhead did not practice. Um, Rex Burkhead is exactly the kind of guy that would beat the Browns too. <laughs> it's very, very true. Very true. I've watched <laughs> I've watched Kyle Uzcheck do too many mean things to the Browns in the past. <laughs> very true. That is a very true statement. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Texans are bad. They're probably the worst team in the league. Um, I mean, there's not really, there's not very many much competition right now either. Um, right. Yeah, for, I thought Carolina was bad, but hey, they're well, on. They could make the playoffs now. Who knows? Carolina is bad. They're just the kind of bad that gets you stuck in purgatory. Yeah, yeah, they're not quite good enough to be a top five pick, or not not quite enough bad enough to be top five pick, but not good enough to be even close to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Texans are two games clear of everyone else for the first pick right now. Um, I don't think anyone's really going to catch them. <laughs> no, uh, even uh, I like, mean it shows them how bad they are. They're they're in the worst division and they're just not even close. <laughs> like yeah, they're. I mean that's the worst division in football. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they just had no chance. Yeah, I mean, they could easily be one in ten right now if the Colts knew what they were doing in Week One. Yeah. Um, like to be fair, like this, the the Houston Texans are pretty much going with the Browns playbook. <laughs> they're 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 tanking. They're, they tanked last year and they're tanking this year. They they have they have pretty much cut bait on most of their roster. The good players. Um, I don't know why they keep. Brandon Cooks around. <laughs> he he doesn't want to be here, be there, and I, I I'm not sure what he's kind of doing there. But yeah. beyond him, it's uh, it's very much looking like uh, like uh, what the Browns did a couple of years ago when they kind of try to try to lose and get get uh, the top picks, which uh, they're 
Houston looks like they're in line to do here. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, go ahead. The, I mean, if there was any game the rest of the season they'd want to win, it'd be this one. Um, yeah, because it helps their draft stock somehow. Um, <laughs> One way or another, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of a win-win. They yeah. either make their own draft pick better or they make their other draft pick better. <laughs> so, it's a win situation here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would think that the Browns probably – I mean, the Browns, I think more than more likely than not, I think finish under 500, but under 500 is still 8-9 and nine right now. Right. Um, I'll never get used to that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. Um, which obviously was not the goal coming into the season, but I think once the 11 game suspension was handed down, the playoffs became really, really tough to, to manage. Had they yeah. won a couple of those games that they lost, it'd be a lot different story now, but they didn't. So as much as I, as much as we can dwell on them and point at them and say, that's the issue. The truth. I mean, in the end, it's a loss. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Damian Pierce, as you said, is the kind of their best player, right? Or their centerpiece, pretty much, of their offense. Yeah. He's been um, their bright spot. Yeah. Uh, he's a rookie. So, um, yeah. Other than that, their defense is pretty bad. They, they give up a lot of running yards, rushing yards. So, um, this could be a very good game for Nick Chubb. Should be a very good game for Nick Chubb. Most games should be a good game for Nick Chubb. True. Yeah. And Especially now with, with the box not being stacked. Yeah. They're one of the only teams in the league that give up more yards per game rushing than the Browns do. So <laughs> that shows you. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and not only that, they give up thirty seven more per game on average than the Browns Oof. do. Like That's they're incredible. giving up they're giving up one sixty nine on the ground a game. Like that's, that's incredible. Do, do they even need to pass? I mean, they're giving up two thirty through the air. Too. So, like, <laughs> they're basically a Big Twelve defense in the NFL. Uh, they're giving yeah. up four hundred yards a game on total. Yeah, so it's gonna be. Yeah, it should be. It should be a game that the Browns are very well suited to kind of. Yeah, really win, but you know the Browns. <laughs> the, Brown, the Browns have been kind of searching for a get right game for a while. Um, yeah, true. I mean, Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. Like, there's no get right games mixed in there. Had the schedule <laughs> been mixed up just a little bit to get, yeah, it's like even if the Steelers had come between the Bengals and the Dolphins, right? Like, you you have some potential to you know, like kind of right the ship, but they they had just such a gauntlet in the middle of the season. Um, yeah, they really did. Yeah, those first four games were kind of if they could have split, kind of put them, mingled them in more, uh, it would have been probably better. I mean, they were they 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 were two plays away from four and one. Yeah. So, like, it's just the NFL this year has been on on the on the edge all the season. There's not there's not. Aside from the Texans, the other 31 teams, it doesn't feel like there's a whole big, big difference between them. Right. Yeah. Um, because even the even the Chiefs are getting pushed to the limit by teams they shouldn't. Who, who The Chiefs lost to someone weird. Um, it was the Colts. The Chiefs lost to the Colts, and the Colts don't look like what they're doing. They don't look like they know what they're doing at the time. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. 
yeah, it's a it's a weird year. It's definitely a weird year. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so heading uh, past the Texans. So um, just uh, Browns health wise. Uh, we had a couple did not practice. Yeah, actually, this is one of the more healthier weeks. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm pretty much um, Hewlett. Hard to, be- uh, hard to believe. Right, I know. Charlie Hewlett, uh, the long snapper, was sick, so I assume he would play if he if it's not COVID related or whatever. Which it didn't. Man, if he doesn't play, I don't. They haven't had. He's been their right. long snapper since Ryan Point Brown retired. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, I don't know who the backup is. <laughs> um, they might um, go sign someone. Yeah, yeah. David Njoku is um, did not practice, but I, again, I think he's just. I think he's just gonna for the probably the rest of the year. I, I would assume he's not gonna practice much, uh, kind of just to keep him healthy. And then uh, Denzel Ward did not practice either. He is dealing with an ankle and a hamstring issue. So that's something to kind of watch uh, as we go in. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our uh, keys to victory, um, let's kind of just talk briefly about uh, I think I think there's advantages all over, but um, uh, just on offense for the Browns, I would assume you're going to agree with me that uh, running the ball heavily would be uh, the way to go here against the Texans. Um, yeah. Like, and you could even you could even run the same offense you have been. Uh, I don't know if that's because <clears throat> they're in such a win now mode that withholding something for another game seems disingenuous. But if they didn't break out the the Deshaun offense until next week, I wouldn't be surprised. I can see that. Yeah. I think it's it's gonna be early on. I think they'll for kinda if they if they see, okay, I think we can get this done. Um we won't see as much of a expanded offense as we will uh the following weeks. But yeah. Well so it'll now. give just an, it'll give another week to install it. They've had two weeks now, I think. Mm-hmm. We're in our third we're, he's in his third week of being able to practice with the team. His yeah. first week is practicing as the starting quarterback. Right. So you know, it's going to take some time to get the chemistry down. So I don't know if introducing everyone to new plays yeah. while they're trying to figure that out is right. Might be the best way to do it. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and then on defense, it's basically stop Damian, <laughs> Damian Pierce. Yeah. I um, mean, do it, do whatever you did last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, kind of, Go on what teams did uh, to you. <laughs> yeah. Run that bear, run that bear style of defense five uh, two up front, and make them make Kyle Allen beat you. Like, yeah, <laughs> it should be hard. Like, like the strategy again for this game should not be hard. This is the worst team in the league, and the Browns should take care of business just based on their talent level. Yeah, um, I mean, you, talent you, should carry them over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be the hope. I mean, yeah. if I mean, this is catastrophic fire people on Monday kind of loss. If you lose, oh, yeah. If if we see if we see bad Joe Woods defense, oh boy. Yeah, 
Like this isn't <laughs> this isn't a team that you should lose to. No, no. Uh, yeah. So uh, keys to victory. Um, mine is uh, basically run the ball. Don't don't give uh, any easy opportunities. Don't turn it over. Jump, just don't play stupid. Yeah, don't. Uh, that's just that's don't my that that would be my number one. Don't screw it up. Yeah, just don't, don't play. Don't play brownsy football. Please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be actually actually the the king of Browns football this year is actually the Ravens. But that's true. Yeah, they can't finish. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> I was watching the I was watching those clips today, and I was like. Well, this is the third time they've done that this year, and they almost did it a fourth. They yeah. they truly are embracing their Browns heritage. <laughs> they really are, yeah. <laughs> it's very odd, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a simple it's a simple game plan. Um, just play smart football. Don't do stupid things. Special teams. Don't be catastrophic. And uh, take care of business. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's this. This isn't a game. Like obviously, this this phrase is a little bit facetious in a way, but like this isn't a game where you need like your A plus game. Right. That doesn't mean you go all out, but like you see, see, you, you you just you just kind of need to not beat yourself. Yeah. Just do what you do and go home with a win. And the tough thing is that the Browns have beat themselves many times, many yeah. many times this year. So it's not something to kind of shoo away. Like it's it's yeah. they have they have to do it. Um, yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, yeah, those are the pretty simple keys to victory here. Um, okay, so getting to our prop bets uh for the last week uh we did we both did pretty well uh taylor you did six and two uh i was five and three um so browns were plus three and a half and uh you actually chose the browns 23 to 17 so you were right on that um i was over i was correct on the 42 and a half points um uh, because it was under it was it hit 40 so it was right around that so i was right yeah. on that one um, Vegas Brady, stays winning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but they—it's always like three or four points away from. Yeah, on either side. <laughs> right on either side. Um, Tom Brady, two hundred seventy-four point five passing yards in the game. Uh, he was under that two forty-six, and we both had that correct. Um, yeah, we thought there'd be a lot more rushing yards involved. Right, but... we did. We did. <laughs> um, Jacoby Brissett, two twenty-three and a half. Uh, passing yards, we were both wrong. We thought uh, he he actually struggled a good bit during the game. Um, yeah. I think most, I think what seventy, sixty, or seventy might have been in the fourth quarter in overtime. He probably, I think, in the final two drives of the fourth quarter, and the 
the game winning drive in overtime, I think probably accounted for about 120, 130 yards. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. So, like, he, like, I remember seeing the stat early in the fourth quarter. He was like 115 or 120. He was like 11 of 24 for 88. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was not good. No, yeah, the offense was. Uh, His interception doesn't count because it was on a Hail Mary, but yeah. Yeah, the offense was stuck for most of the game, and yeah, yeah. Um, so he almost he almost beat that total, but um, just got under at two ten. Uh, Nick Chubb uh, crushed his seventy six and a half rushing yards. Uh, we were both right on that. Yeah, he, uh, had, he had to. He had to, or they wouldn't have had a chance. Right. Yeah. He had and, and there, there was a small part of me that was like, if they lose this game, if they're gonna lose this game, please let Nick, let them do it with Nick Chubb having twenty or more carries. Because I, I just want that stat to die. <laughs> just, I know, right? It's such the most meaningless stat ever. Yeah, because, like, obviously if they're winning a game or they have a chance to win a game, Frank's going to run the ball more. Yeah. Like, this 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 isn't rocket science. It's what yeah. it is. Like, right. I know. I agree with you on that one. And, I, like, I was actively thinking this during the game. I was like, God, I hate myself. But if, they, <laughs> if they're going to lose this game, there will be one job at 21 carries. <laughs> Make it that. <laughs> oh man, that, yeah, that I, I also thought of that too. That was funny. Um, Amari Cooper over under uh, sixty two and a half receiving yards. He had ninety four. We were both right on that. He had forty six on one play. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He, he was almost under that. So yeah. um, over under ninety total rushing yards for the Bucks. This number was pretty funny. So it was ninety six. Yeah, just over. So we were both right on that. I think we both we were both were over on a hundred. I think we 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 predicted, which uh, yeah. I think after seeing fifty four rushing yards on the first drive, yeah, like that. Oh, that over seemed like it was going to hit easily, but you know they had. I think no, it was fifty six yards on the first drive. And then 40 the rest of the drive. And 15 of those came on one reverse. Yeah. So they had, I think it was, what it would have been? I think it was 10 carries for 25 yards. Yeah. That weren't Julio Jones reverse or on that first drive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Bucks didn't try to run the ball a whole lot because I think the Browns did a really good job of the, the first down run rep, which they have been terrible at for like a month before this game. Yeah. Giving up five or six yards on a first down run. They've done yeah, that they almost all well. season. They they were giving up zero to two yard runs on first down. And that takes that takes the rushing offense away when you have Tom Brady who can just throw little dink passes and basically act as a run game. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny if if someone just watched the first two drives of both both offenses. <laughs> I, I didn't expect the games to be in the I 40s. Think, right. I think I think if you told them it was what what it was the final score twenty three to seventeen. I think uh, <laughs> I think both teams would. Uh, I think you would like. What are you talking? <laughs> this about? game's going to go into overtime, tied at seventeen. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, um, and then the last one, uh, you were right. Um, you had the Browns winning uh, twenty-four to twenty, very close, uh, very close to the actual score. Uh, I had Bucks twenty-four seventeen. So if it's sw- if I had the Browns, I would have been right almost right on. But, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so you were six and two, five, and I was five and three, and which is crazy. Uh, the season total is now tied, thirty-five to thirty-one. <laughs> so no separation, uh, right? No separation here. Um, okay, so heading into this week, uh, Browns are right now minus seven according to FanDuel. Uh, what you got? Um, I'll take I'll, I'll take the minus seven. Same. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think uh, Browns. I think win. they'll cover. Yeah. So okay. So we're both taking the Browns. Yeah, I think I think we talked about it all on this podcast. I think uh, I think we sh- they they better be winning by seven. Is what I. Um, yeah, it's I I don't see how they can't be kind of easily winning this game, but you never know. Let's clean yeah. Browns. Um, this one's an interesting one. It's over under 47 and a half points. It's high. It is high. Um, but it is inside. So the weather is not a factor this week. Um, Deshaun Watson is back. So I think they're factored in that. I'll, so I'll, I'll go over. I'll go over. I think <clears throat> over <clears throat> until the Browns show that they have this kind of defense week in week out. It's hard for me to say that. The Browns are going to win thirty-one to seven and keep this as an as an under. I think yeah. even if the Browns score thirty-one points, the Texans are probably going to manage twenty. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over too. I I was gonna. I was leaning towards under because I I don't know if the Texans can score. But no, I mean they're averaging fifteen points a game, but. I don't like, trust this defense yet. That's what I'm saying too. Yeah, I I only give the nod. Now, if we saw if we see last week's defense, then the, this is under. I think. But I mean, if they play the same, if they play the defense the same way they did the other night or the other day, I'm not sure the Texans can score. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. I, I feel like I feel like this is this is that one's probably the toughest one to pick here. It's just it could go either way, um, depending on what what Browns team shows up. Really, yeah. Um, okay, next one is Chubb over ninety or over under ninety one and a half rushing yards. Uh, I'm gonna go over. I think they're gonna rely on rely on him more. Uh, they're gonna rely on the the run game more this week. I think. Yeah. Just to kind of ease uh, Watson into the offense, I would. I I know we're we're all agreeing on all these, but yeah, I agree on this one. This is, I think this is an easy over. Um, as we talked about, this is a terrible run defense, worse than the Browns, which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he easily gets it. And then as I as we were talking about, I think the presence of Watson kind of negates any anybody's. And all the defense coordinators that have been kind of filling up the box, they can't do that anymore. So, yeah. Um, so I, I think uh, over on that one. Uh, next one. This is our first Deshaun Watson's uh, kind of prediction here. Um, I'm just going with total yards here. So rushing and passing, 320 over under. 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 Basically, for the same reason I just said that I think they're going to rely on Chubb. A little more. I, I don't. I don't think. I mean, if Watson comes out and throws for three fifty in his first game back, ESPN might bury it. But um, 
like I could see it, but I, I don't think that that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to save. I think they're going to try to save that for a better team. Okay. That being said, if they're down 17 to seven in the second quarter, then he might throw for 400 yards. <laughs> then he might have to light it up. And it'll yeah. be just, it, I mean, it'll be just like he's back on the Texans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you go under. I'm going to go over. Um, I think his. I think he'll get more rushing yards than we when we than we think. Um, I just think uh, kind of Stefanski's offense kind of it, it's it's perfectly fit for him, and I think it's and it has a lot of it has a lot of untapped running for the quarterback in it that we haven't seen because we haven't had a running quarterback. Baker. Baker showed it a little bit because he could scramble a little bit, but like we're seeing a whole different dynamic here, and I, I just think he he's going to get at least I think maybe like fifty yards or something. Uh, that's my prediction, my yeah. bold prediction there. So he doesn't have to get three hundred yards passing. I think he'll get a lot of rushing yards. And uh, in, in my own head, I was thinking is two sixty sixty possible, and I was like, uh. I think it. I think it definitely is. I think it's within the realm, but I don't know if they'll want to run him that much. Right. So I think that's what my ultimate decision for under was. Yeah. I think a lot of it might be just like his scrambling too. Yeah. Um, I I think uh, I think we might see a lot because just uh, I can I can picture just the all the the reps that Jacoby took. Like there's a lot of opportunities. Like I I think back on where like. He, he could pull off some runs, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's why he's going to get over on that one. Um, over under uh, Cooper one hundred receiving yards. I'm going to go under here, uh, under. not by much. I, I think a, a lot of games he's been ending between eighty five and ninety five. I think that's probably where he'll end again. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that's that, that'll that'll be the under for that one. Yeah, I'm going to go under too. Um, I still, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who his kind of favorite becomes. I, I kind of have an inkling that it might be, uh, might be, uh, Njoku. Um, because he would, he really liked his tight ends in, in, uh, Houston. Um, it, it didn't matter who it was. It could be a bum. (laughs) Like he, he went through a lot of tight ends and he made names for him. And then when, when they left, they were nothing. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who he kind of targets, but I, I think I, I think Njoku might be his favorite target. So I don't think Cooper gets to a hundred. I think he'll, he'll have a good game. It'll still be Cooper, but um, I don't think he'll hit a hundred. Yeah. Um, next one is Texans ninety total rushing yards over under. They average, I believe, I think it was seventy something. Seventy eight. Yeah, seventy eight, and. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see this one. So, where are you at? I'm gonna go over. I think if they're gonna move the ball at all, it's probably gonna be that way. Um, I don't think it'll be. Well, I don't hope it is. I don't hope it's this, and I don't think it will be. I don't think it'll be 160 or something, something stupid. I mm-hmm. think if they do go over, it'll be you know 105, 115. I mean, they're still not a good offense. If any rushing yards they gain is going to be because the Browns' defense is so bad at stopping. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, okay, so you go over. I'm going to go under. I think uh, 
I, the, I think the Texans had, I think Damian Pierce last week had like eight yards or something. And um, I know well, obviously that's the Miami. Well, Dolphins we watched, we watched the, the Dolphins did to us. So. Right. True. True. Um, but I'm going to go under, I think I, I just think the offense is going to score a lot. And I think the Texans are just not going to be able to run. Um, I, and I, I really hope the <laughs> Joe Woods has a sense of just, Packing the box and just making Kyle Allen beat you. Yeah. So I, I just hope that happens. So I, I'm going to go under. Um, but I, this one, this is a tough one because I can see them just going, reverting back to their mean and kind of getting gouged by Damian Pierce all day. But we'll see. Uh, I'm going to go under. I'm going to have the hope there. <laughs> hmm. Um. Next one is most touchdown receptions. Uh, Cooper, Najoku, Donovan Peoples-Jones, or the field? Uh, I'm going to go with Peoples-Jones this week. Ah, okay. I like that one. Uh, I'm going to go on Joku. As I said, I think uh, I think uh, Watson loves tight ends and um, uh, and likes to target him in the red zone especially. So I think... Uh, I think he'll go in Joku on that one. And you said DPJ. Okay, I yep. like that one. He is – and he has just produced every week. Last week yeah. he didn't produce as a receiver, but he just did unbelievable job as a uh, as a uh, returner. So it, I think it, he's someone that's going to benefit the most from Watson's ability to read the whole field. Um, mm-hmm. There was so much film, especially from early in the season, where – he was open just standing in the middle of the field and, and Brissette just kind of didn't see him. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think he, he stands to benefit the most. From, well, he and Njoku stand to benefit the most from the transition in quarterback. I think Cooper has done far better than we expected with Brissette. So like, right. yes, his hit Cooper's production could increase, but his production is pretty damn good as it is. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, last thing is the final score prediction. What you got? Um, I, I did pick the over. Um, I'm gonna go thirty-four to twenty. Thirty-four Browns, thirty-four to twenty. Okay, I'm actually some of that. I'm going thirty-one twenty. Um. I think I think we agree that it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, I think I think there's a very real possibility that it's it's thirty one to ten or thirty one to thirteen, and then they score a touchdown late. Yeah, right. right. And and the all the overs all the overs people will be rejoice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just I finally think I this is a good a good. Uh, Going back to what you were saying, this is a get right game, man. Like it just it just seems like it came at the perfect time. Um, the Browns are coming off the biggest win of the season. The vibes are good in the locker room right now. They got their franchise quarterback back. I, I, I just I feel like I feel like this is a get right game and I, I feel like they're gonna play probably their best we're, we're going to see one of their best performance of the year. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think 31-20. And I don't think it's going to be as close as what that score kind of 
illustrates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, this is our longest preview pod, I think. They better not lose. <laughs> that's basically, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, don't be stupid. Don't kill yourself. Don't let uh, Damian Pierce run for 175 yards. Don't let don't let the only guy on the Houston Texans roster beat you. Um, yeah, just don't be Brownsy. Don't get and, any more offensive linemen hurt. Right. Yes. Yeah. Come out of it healthy, please. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've, it's basically it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, this is not a hard game to kind of kind of talk about because it's uh, it's basically. Just out talent them, and don't yeah don't yourself yeah um, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, this is the another edition of the WFY Browns Cast uh, with Joe and Taylor. Uh, we'll be back after the game, uh, probably right after or close to it um, on Sunday, uh, following this hopefully big win by the Browns. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. And uh, go Browns. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, will discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.